Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley. And I got to say, I am just astonished by the mortgage demand report that we got on Wednesday. And that is where we are going to be starting because we get this report every week. And last week, if you remember, we had a uptick for the first time in five weeks mortgage demand actually increased. And I was surprised because let's face it, rates for the last five weeks have been going up. And sure, there's an ebb and flow that happens every single week, every single day. But you're just looking at what's happening with prices and rates and you think, okay, demand is just gonna continue to drop. And let's face it, I mean, two weeks ago, mortgage demand Year over year, I'm looking at purchases, not refis, was down about 20%. That's not bad, right? I mean, look where rates are. Well, rates have continued to go up, but demand for purchases is actually up again for another week. So that's a streak, baby. Two weeks in a row, mortgage demand has actually increased I was shocked by this. (laughs) I was totally expecting last week to be a fluke, but no, instead we got another week of almost a double digit increase week over week. So mortgage demand, this is from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Week over week, mortgage demand was up 8% after last week's increase. I'm, that's just, I'm amazed by that. And now purchase demand is only down 10%. Let me say that again, because I kind of laughed. 10%. It is only down 10% year over year. And we're going to get to rates here in a second, and you're going to understand why I'm kind of laughing at just how astonishing that number is. Now, refis, yeah, they they continue to plummet. They're not doing so well. Uh, The refinance index fell 3% and is now 77% lower. I will still be perplexed as to how that number is not at least in the 90s, but it's at 77% and the refinance share of mortgage activity decreased to under 30%. It's now 29.7, down from 31.7% the previous week. And this got a little bit of attention. The share of ARM applications, people looking for adjustable rate mortgages, was back over 10%. So it was at 8.1% the previous week. Now it's at 10%. So here's why I was laughing. So we know rates are going up. And remember, these are not my rates. I'm not telling you these what rates are. This is what the Mortgage Bankers Association is telling us where rates are. And remember, the Mortgage Bankers Association, this is the rates from last week. And if you remember, last week was not good. We talked about the Freddie Mac data the biggest jump, and I think it was 45 years week over week, crazy jump before the uh, Fed chair, Jerome Powell, spoke. Rates, they just jumped up. And so last week was not a good week for rates. So the Mortgage Bankers Association had the 30-year fixed up 24 basis points, which... Like I said, I think the Freddie Mac data had it up like 30 points. So I guess maybe that's not so bad Uh, at 5.98%. That is the highest rate since 2008 and is 270 basis points higher than one year ago. And so now you understand 
why I thought it was so funny that purchase demand is only down 10%. I mean, we talked about the existing home sales report from Tuesday, and it showed that home prices were up anywhere from the south is up 20% to I think the worst case scenario was the northeast was up around 7%. So you're, let's just say we take those two numbers and say, okay, home prices are up about 13, 14%. The interest rate is up 270 basis points and purchase demand is only down 10%. (laughs) I'm sorry. There is a lot. I told you this and I, and that's why it's very important to look at all this data and it's important to listen to this podcast because I look into the data and I tell you what's going on and what was my main point from the existing home sales report. The inventory levels were rising, but it wasn't a lack of demand. And you can look at that because inventory levels rose, but time on market declined. It fell by one day from 17 to 16 days, month over month, which tells me that more people are listing their home. They're like, hey, I want to cash out the top, but there's still a lot of demand to buy homes out there. And the fact that purchase demand is only down 10% with prices up around 14% nationwide, year over year, according to the existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors on Tuesday. And we got the mortgage rates up anywhere from 270 to 300 basis points, depending on what data you're looking at, and demand's down 10%. That's a pretty, I mean, I get the whole purpose of these rate hikes and everything is to slow the housing market and my my God, that's what we want. We all want that. Everyone in the business wants that. Buyers, maybe homeowners don't want that. They want their, they want their equity skyrocketing. But here's the problem. You really can't tap your equity. I mean, maybe you can find a home equity line, something if someone's offering it, a lot of banks aren't offering that anymore. So maybe you can find that. But no one's doing cash out refis with rates up at where they are. But I mean, it's good. It's a good cushion. I mean, it's an emergency fund. If you need it, you can take advantage of it, even with the higher rate. But the fact that purchase demand's only down 10%, that's, that's amazing to me. Now, here's some other good news. Here's some more good news for you. Joel Kahn, the economist over at the Mortgage Bankers Association, had some good news for potential buyers. So if you're a potential buyer out there, you're like, man, when are, these, when are these prices going to fall? They keep moving up. And I mean, let's face it, everyone's planning for some type of a correction. I think the latest data I saw was showing a 10% year over year increase, which considering the fact that we're on an annualized rate of around 30 to 40%, we could see maybe some price drops at the end of the year. I don't know. That's just going off the data that is being put out there. But the average loan size according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, was just over 420000 That is actually somewhat below the $460,000 peak that we saw earlier this year. So that's potentially a sign that home price growth might be moderating. But one of the other benefits, did I say moderating? I think I said moderating, monitoring, <laughs> moderating. And one of the benefits of this is it will also encourage buyers to make homes at that price point. Because for the longest time, homeowners, or excuse me, home builders, have been encouraged to build pricier homes because that's where the market was going. But if you start seeing more of that kind of mid-level price range, that's where builders are gonna go. Because remember, that's where builders follow the marketplace. You know, there's this sort of like idea that 
people that build apartment complexes or homes or whatever, they just do whatever they want. They don't look at data. It's like, no, they look at data. They know where the home markets are going, where the buyers are. And so if you're seeing a lot of pressure in that sort of mid-level range, that's where they're gonna build. And so that is great news for home buyers that are out there that you're seeing a decline in loan amount. So that's some good news. So I would say that was a great report from the mortgage banker. I mean, obviously rates, not so much, but purchase demand only down 10% and we're seeing some moderating with regards to that loan amount. That's good. I will take that as a win. So we're starting off with some good news, but unfortunately we also have some bad news. And that's just the reality of the the realities of the market. I mean, we know what is happening with rates, with home prices. Today's buyer can buy less home than they could at the end of last year, not even a year ago, just talking the end of last year. That is a fact, but maybe you didn't know exactly what the dollar amount is. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you know what? That's my job. I'm not trying to sell you on the housing market always being amazing. Things are always great. You should always buy. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I want to let you know what is actually happening with the housing market. And of course, when it comes to buying a home, yeah, sure. Some people care about rate. Some people care. Well, everyone cares about price. But most people, when they're buying a home, they're not taking all of these factors. I'm just letting you know what's happening in the housing market. But here's some hard data. So this is from Redfin News. A home buyer on a $2,500 monthly budget. Makes sense. It's a good amount. That buyer today could afford a home just under $400,000. $399,750 to be exact. That's taking into account where mortgage rates are, and they're putting them at around 6%. And remember, they fluctuate. Mortgage Bankers has them here. Freddie Mac has them there. Whoever you're talking to about getting a mortgage might have them somewhere else, but they're putting it at 6%. That is $117,000 less than where we were at the end of last year when rates were at 3%. So that means that's a that's $117,000 less. So back then you could have bought a house for about $517,000 for that same $2,500 a month budget. So to put it another way, the monthly payment on a $399,000 home would rise by about 500 bucks to about 2,500 from 1,931. But here's what's kind of interesting. So you think, oh my God, that's a crazy jump. That's, a, that, 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 that's just gotta price so many people out of the market. Well, nationwide, if that was your budget, you would be able to afford 45.6% of homes for sale that would be affordable to you. So that's still almost 50%. That's, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, so you're still looking at 50% of the housing market almost is available to you, but that is down from the 61.6% that it would have been at the end of last year when rates were at 3%. Now, once again, this is according to a Redfin analysis of homes for sale from May 15th to June 15th that assume a 20% down payment, which isn't necessary. So you can put more down, you can put less down, that will obviously impact your rate. A 1.25% property tax, so if you're 
somewhere in the south, that could be less. If you're somewhere up north, that could be more. And a 0.5% homeowner's insurance rate and no HOA. So that could be a problem because a lot of places, especially newer places, have an HOA. So it's just taking into account that's what your payment's going to be for the month. Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather said higher mortgage rates are necessary to cool the red hot housing market. They're already slowing competition, but they're also putting buyers in a tough spot. No doubt about that. People that maybe were on the fence now have to get off the fence and it's not because they're buying. Rising mortgage rates also are impacting housing supply as some would-be sellers may stay put because selling their home and buying another one would mean trading a low mortgage rate for a higher one, and more than likely, they'd probably be buying less of a house. I mean, it all depends on the situation. They could have a ton of equity, which means they could put a lot down, which could get them closer to where they want to be. So it's kind of a weird position on both sides, if you're a buyer or a potential seller. Because remember, if you're a seller, you got to move somewhere. People always forget that point. You know, where are you going to go? Although 30-year mortgage rates have shot up, buyers do have other options. Adjustable rates are available out there, and that, of course, comes with risks. If rates continue to rise and your loan resets, but could also reset lower, or, of course, you could refi if rates were to drop, which most economists believe would happen if we were to go into a recession. So it's kind of an interesting place where we are right now. But here's the real takeaway. So Lance Lambert over at Fortune tweeted, tens of millions of U.S. homeowners could not qualify to buy their current house today. And I thought that was very interesting because I actually commented on his post. He said, or this is what I said, a pretty good reason why there won't be a housing crash. If people can't afford a comparable home, they will do anything to stay put. Polar opposite of 2008. And that's, a, I mean, to be blunt, I'm 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's so fascinating about today, because if you remember, before 2008, rates were skyrocketing, or they weren't skyrocketing, they were going up. I mean, what we're seeing now is skyrocketing. I got to be somewhat cautious with my usage of some of these ad, uh, adjectives, or I should say verbs in this case. They're not skyrocketing. They're, they were rising upwards. And so that was a problem because people had arms. So they'd already bought a home when rates were lower, and they were readjust, they were they were adjusting they were going to readjust to a higher rate. And that was going to put people in a situation where they could no longer afford their home. Right now, I mean, let's face it. When I entered the mortgage industry almost two years ago, it was funny because I was taking the NMLS test and there's a good part of it that's adjustable rate. I remember thinking like, why are they even still teaching this? Like nobody does adjustable rates. <laughs> and I don't even know what the share of mortgages were arms. I mean, they had to have been almost non-existent, which is why they were never were mentioned in any reports. And so unlike 2008, where some of these bad loans where people were only paying interest or maybe they were paying principal and interest, but they were facing an adjustment to their terms towards, you know, with upward pressure, what we're facing now is the exact opposite, where people are sitting on loans, very low interest rates, and they're sitting there going, if I were to leave this house, I wouldn't be able to live in my neighborhood anymore. I wouldn't be able to live in this city or town because real estate has shot up so much. I couldn't afford these rents and I definitely couldn't afford a new mortgage. So I'm going to do everything in my power to stay in this home. 
once again, that's the exact opposite of what happened in 2008, where people were like, I'm not going to stay here. Why would I stay here? I can get the house across the street and live there for next to nothing based on what I'm paying now because my rate went up and they're basing it off of value that doesn't exist anymore. This is the exact opposite of 2008. I mean, you could not get any more different (laughs) than where we are right now, which is what's so fascinating because if you read some of these headlines and people are talking about what's happening with rates and home prices, everyone, and this is the problem way too often with just media in general, is that the last crash was caused by raising rates and rising home prices. But the X factor was the adjustable rate mortgage, which is, it's existent now, now that rates have moved up, but it wasn't in existence then. Or flip that. (laughs) It's not in existence a couple years ago. And so we're not concerned about people leaving their home. We're concerned about people not leaving their home, which keeps inventory levels low, which keeps prices high. We're actually concerned about the exact opposite problem. Because, I mean, people are sitting on 30, 40, 50, 60% equity. Even if we did see a price correction, they are sitting on a ton of money that they're not just going to leave behind and a low rate and a low price for that loan. So even if rates did fall and you had to move into a home, it would still probably be a higher rate. So people are going to do whatever they can to stay in the home that they're currently in, which is once again, the exact opposite of what happened in 2008. So we are definitely facing an issue with housing, but it is not 2008 in any way, shape or form. And on that note, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Thursday. We'll see you back here Friday morning. There we go. (laughs) It's Friday after Thursday. I can't remember. We'll see you back here Friday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.